smoking gas, counting cash with my girl squeezing land. Got 140 on the dash and Impala. I smoke my back. weed and mind my business. Yeah, I smoke my weed and mind my business. Chirp family, what's going on? It's your boy. He is Mellow D, Mellow, Jalil, Drippy, whatever you want to call me. And we are back with another episode of I'm a Shut Up Podcast. This is episode 22. I hope everyone's having a good day out there. If you're not having a good day, go do something to make sure that you have a good day because who's in charge of your happiness? You are. How is everyone doing? Listen, man. I'm going to be a boy dad, bro. I'm going to be a boy dad. I'm going to have me a little June June, a little Lil's, little Drippy, little me- like, oh my, bro. I am so ecstatic. I'm going to have me a son, bro. I'm so fucking hype about that shit. Jeez, Louise. Bro. All right, so let me just jump right into it. Obviously, um... We had a good amount of people watching the live for our gender reveal and stuff. So, um, yeah, we had our gender reveal this Saturday that just passed. And as I just told y'all, y'all can tell I'm excited as fuck. I'm going to be a boy dad, bro. I'm going to have me a little mini me, bro. I'm so fucking hype. I'm going to have me a little light skin mini me. I don't know. I think my jeans are going to be strong enough to wear the... Our son looks mostly like me. I don't know. I hope, though. I really hope. I'm like, no, you know what? Because, like, whatever. I'm just happy to fucking say that, bro, I'm having a son. I'm having a son, bro. Babe, I know you listen to this and you watch. Well, I think you listen to it. I don't think you watch it. You listen. Babe, we're having a son. We're having a son. (laughs) We're having a son. I cannot wait, bro. This little nigga going to be in everything. He going to be playing basketball, football. He going to be smart as shit. He going to be into wrestling. He going to be like, oh, my goodness. Shit, if he want to play soccer, baseball, wrestling, hockey, <laughs> I don't care, bro. I'm, he is, he's, he's able to do whatever he wants. Damn. I'm going to spoil the fuck out of that little nigga. Damn. I'm so happy, bro. I'm so happy. I just had to get that off my chest because like yeah, it's just been on it's been on my mind for the longest obviously like and I've been waiting to to shoot just so I can tell y'all and like y'all can be excited with me. Bro, I'm having a son. I am beyond excited about that shit. Jeez, bro. Before I go any further, y'all like my hat? Angela made me this hat. It's like kind of like a bucket hat, but like almost not. It's like a bucket beanie, if that makes sense. I don't know. I like it, though. She made me a couple more. Probably going to be starting to wear these more because I like how they look. And what's your face? It keeps my hair out of my face while I'm driving and shit and eating and all the other stuff. But yes. Sorry. So now, now that y'all know I'm having a son, our gender reveal was Saturday. And a bunch of y'all seen... How bad ShopRite fucking played in our faces, bro? (laughs) Like, these niggas, how fucking dumb can you be? Yes, ShopRite, I'm talking to you. ShopRite on Fox Street in North Philly. What the fuck, you dumbass bake? 
This is directed towards the bakery. I don't know about the managers or whatever. The bakery. You dumbass motherfuckers. Y'all had one fucking job. One job. Put the fucking icing in the cake for the gender reveal. How the fuck do you make a gender reveal cake? The cake says I'm here for, uh, we're here, just here for the sex. You got boy, girl, blue and pink, all of this shit on the cake. And then you don't put the fucking icing inside so we can know the gender. What the fuck is wrong with you stupid, incompetent, imbecile ass niggas? Yes. You got to hold all of them because that is the craziest shit in the world. Bro. It's a gender reveal cake. Why the fuck would you not think to put the gender in the cake? How the fuck did you make, you made this whole cake and didn't think like, oh, damn, they going to need the gender. What in the fuck is wrong with, like, bro, we wrote this shit down on the cake form and everything. Every, we wrote, we wrote, we gave out really good instructions. And honestly, we didn't really, like, the instructions were very simple, even though they were good, but they were very simple. Slice, split the cake in half, put the icing in the middle of the cake, put the cake back on top, put the top icing on the cake, dress the cake with the little cake toppers and all that stuff. That's all we wanted. And you dumbass, imbecile-ass niggas at ShopRite on Fox Street could not do that. Y'all completely ruined our fucking gender reveal moment. I don't know how many people have hit me up from watching that live. It was like, bro, we was busting out laughing like, damn, they really fucked y'all over. Like, yes, these niggas really ruined our entire fucking gender reveal moment. And it's so fucked up. And Angela, she's trying to play it cool. Like, she's like, uh, yeah, it could be like a funny story later down the line. But like, no, bitch, this was our first kid. Both of us, our first kid. And this is how you do us on our gender reveal. That is fucked up. Y'all really played in our fucking face real fucking bad, bro. And I hate that for, for ourselves because we'll never get that moment back. It's gone. And it was captured on camera that we got played that fucking bad. I mean, I guess in retrospect, hindsight is somewhat 2020 because like now we do have Kind of a funny story to tell. But I don't know. Like, I don't know. Is it better to have is it better to have the moment be the moment and you just have that as the memory? Or is it better to have a funny story with it because where where they fucked up and everybody seen that they fucked up? Everybody in the house. We all like, there ain't no icing in this bitch. <laughs> People on live just laughing and shit at us. Like, damn, they really ain't put the fucking icing in the cake. No, they didn't. <laughs> that shit pissed me off. I wanted to see that shit so bad when I pulled out my cup. And then <laughs> if y'all watch the video, Angela, little strong hand ass, she broke the bottom of her cup off when she was doing this shit. <laughs> but yeah, man, at the end of the day, I am ecstatic as fuck that we are having a child. We're having a son. Bro, if you watch the live, I screamed like a bitch, bro. <laughs> I screamed like a bitch. I screamed so like 
it's a boy. Like, bro, I could have been a real nigga in that moment and be like, yeah, I'm having a fucking son. What's up? Like, no, I fucking scream like a straight bitch in that moment right there. And I don't care. I'm standing on it because that's how happy I was to see that I'm having a little June June. And obviously, I don't even, I don't, we might not even name him Jalo Jr., but his nickname is definitely going to be Lil Lil's or like, I don't know, like Lil June June. Like, I love that I'm having a son. Don't get me wrong. I would have been ecstatic if I was having a daughter as well. I definitely would have been. But I'm just hype as fuck that I'm having a son, bro. Honestly, I would have been hyped for either gender. But like I just said, bro, I'm so hype I'm having a son. I'm having me a little mini me. And that shit. <sighs> I cannot wait to start buying this little nigga some clothes and sneakers and shit. Like, oh my goodness. This little nigga gonna be so fly. Oh, I can't wait, bro. I am so excited. I am so excited to be a dad. <laughs> like, I am so excited to be a dad. But all in all, the gender reveal, it was good. Uh, had our people here and everything. Still, It's still fuck you shop right on Fox Street. But... Yeah, I think Angela called y'all. Y'all said we can get our money back for the cake. So I guess it shouldn't be that but much of fuck you. But it still should be a little bit of fuck you because, like, that was just laziness, bro. And incompetence and stupidity all wrapped into one. Hated that shit for myself and for Angela as well because I know, I know that shit, like, crushed her. But it's whatever. Um, Nextly, got to talk. About a little quick playoff recap. Um, so it was the uh, the AFC and the NFC division champ, uh, division no conference championships games. Yeah. Um, the Chiefs beat the Ravens ten to 17, 17 to ten, and bro, Lamar Lamar Jackson, you dropped the ball, bro. I still think you a good quarterback, but. We got to be objective. You dropped the ball. You tried to be a, too much of a pocket passer, I guess, to shut the naysayers up and win it that way. Do what you're good at, bro. I hope to see you back at an... Well, maybe not because you are in my division, in the Steelers division. So let's say I, I, I don't hope to see you back there. I'm not going to lie because I'm a Steelers fan. So Because if you if you're back there, that means we're not there so but if it does happen for you again just play your game because that game was winnable for y'all like that game was yours for the taking and you dropped the ball that's all i'm gonna say um pat mahomes that boy is nice <laughs> travis kelsey he had like 11 catches for over 100 some odd yards on a touchdown that boy bounced back because he was playing a little shitty this week um uh, this season but hey Neither here nor there. Also, the Lions, bro. Dan Campbell and the Lions, them niggas gamble way too much, bro. Gamble too much. Went for it on fourth down twice. Y'all gonna win that game. Y'all beat the y'all lost to the uh San Fran 49ers 34 to 31. That game was yours for the taking, bro. It was yours for the taking, and you gave it to him, bro. You fucking just you gave it up. That was the best Lions team I've seen in my entire life, bro. In my entire life. I'm 29 years old. Best Lions team I've seen in my entire life. 
I wanted them. I wanted y'all to make it to the Super Bowl, especially over the Niners, just because the Niners beat us like thirty to six on the first of the game, uh, the season opener this year. But yeah, I don't know. Forty Niners. I guess y'all deserved it. So Super Bowl is set. You got Patrick Mahomes and this. Damn, I can't even think and speak. You got Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs versus Brock Purdy and the San Fran 49ers. Um, I said, I think, what was it? Was it the Friday or the Wednesday episode of last week? I said that Brock Purdy is a little shady, shaky. And I still think he's a good quarterback. He balled out. But I'm still sticking with my little shaky take, bro, because you got bailed out. You got bailed out. You should have lost that game, but you got bailed out. Um, especially too, like what was his, what's his name? Like Jawan Jennings or Juan Jennings with that crazy catch, bro. That should have been a pick or at least an interception. Where now it's fourth down, y'all gotta punt the ball away. Nah, you got bailed out. You did, but you're still good. I I think you're still a good quarterback. You know the conversation with Brock Purdy being elite. I don't how can you be elite after two years? You can't. You you literally cannot be an elite quarterback after two years in the NFL. You you cannot. Minimum five years. After five years, then we can have the talk about you being elite. Cause, okay, let's say, let's just say Brock Purdy wins the Super Bowl this year, right? And Okay, now he has a Super Bowl and he gets a Super Bowl MVP. That that would be great. That would be great to help him for the elite conversation. But what if next year, after he just won the Super Bowl, he took a complete fucking nosedive? Like, bad as hell. I'm talking like 20, 22 interceptions. He only threw for like 3,000 yards. He had fumbled. All of this shit, right? Would he still be elite? Would y'all who are arguing that he's elite Right now, after only being in the league for not even a full two years, would you, would he still be elite to y'all? That's all I'm saying. Like, a lot of the sports analysts, like, some of them be calling him elite. But, like, the ones that don't, Shannon, Ryan Clark, um, Stephen A., they, they pretty much hit it on the nose. He's a really good quarterback. He is. He's really good, but he still has to prove himself a little bit more Actually, a lot of it more to become elite and to be considered elite. And it, it, it just is what it is, bro. There's only like, in my opinion right now, there's really only, I'll say four. There are four top-notch elite quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, when he's, when he's healthy, let's say, because, you know, he always fucking hurt. But Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, and unfortunately, I have to fucking say Josh Allen. He, okay, those are the four. Anybody else, Jalen Hurts, who I think is a really good fucking quarterback, he's only been starting for two years, bro. You cannot put him, you cannot put an elite tag on him yet. Dak Prescott, this nigga been in Dallas for what, almost 10 years now. He is not elite. He's really good. He's a good quarterback. Tua, not elite. Good quarterback. You see what I'm saying? Like, there's a like there is a complete difference from elite. Like, these are your quarterback categories, in my opinion. 
You got the elite. That's the best of the best. Then you got a really good quarterback. That's like, obviously, that's a step under. Then you got a good quarterback. Then you got decent, and then you got this nigga is ass. No, you got mediocre, and then this nigga is ass. The Steelers, we are quarterbacks, all three of them. They're, <laughs> that's Trubisky, Kenny Pickett, and Mason Rudolph. They all jump between decent and mediocre quarterbacks. That's why we haven't been that good for uh, for the past couple of years because we have decent to mediocre quarterbacks leading our teams. Dak. Dak goes, to me, Dak, Dak can, he can jump between really good and good. Or no, like he can go from really good to decent. That's Dak's little window. Like I can put any quarterback that you, that you think of. And of right now, Brock Purdy is in the really good category. He's in the really good category with Tua, Jalen, and fucking Brock. Those those are your really good quarterbacks, in my opinion. Maybe you might, if you want to put Kirk Cousins in there, all right. Jordan Love, he's starting to come up the ladder. Right now, he's at decent, uh, making his way to good. Like, I can do this with any quarterback you want, like I just said. Elite, really good, good, decent, mediocre. And mediocre can be trash. But, yeah. Um, that's my little... <laughs> that was my little playoff synopsis and football synopsis for y'all. But, nextly, man, I gotta get into, like, the Vince McMahon drama. Because, like, y'all know I'm a wrestling fan. I tell y'all almost... Not every episode, but I talk about it a lot. Uh, I just did my... my classifying finishers on our last episode, but bro, the the Vince McMahon drama, if you haven't heard, Vince McMahon has received federal sex trafficking charges with, uh, yeah, like he's received federal tra sex trafficking charges. I'm not going to get too much into the charges and everything. <clears throat> I just really want to read some of these text messages that he was sending um yeah and he's also been removed from the wwe website like you can't even find the web the information about him well that that happened on thursday they might have put him back up but yeah he's removed from the shit so allegedly right he was he was having he was on some diddy shit with the freak offs kind of right but him and this girl, I, I think her name was Janelle. Yeah, Janelle. Him and his former wrestler Janelle or whatever, they had an agreement. Like, she was down for the shits. But Vince was supposed to pay her $3 million, right? Um, He did not pay her $3 million. He paid her a million. And that's why she was like, all right, bitch, you're not giving me all my bread like we agreed on. It's up for you. I'm, I'm, I'm letting motherfuckers know what she was doing. Because it, it's not like it was, like, it could have been consensual or whatever. But a lot of this shit, like, bro, you was tripping. You was tripping, Vince. You was fucking tripping. And, all right, so I'm going to just get into some of the texts, bro, because the texts are crazy. And you might have heard them on some other podcasts. But this shit, came, like, I, I dropped my last episode Friday. And when I woke up, like, after my episode came out, 
throughout the day, more and more of this shit was coming out. And I was like, holy shit. So, yeah. You might have heard them, but now you're going to hear them in my voice. Uh, so, following a threesome that Vince, Janelle, and another preacher had, on May 11, 2020, McMahon sent an explicit message to Janelle Grant that further details his fantasies of seeing her engaged in sexual relations. Let's read. I love it. That's you, Janelle. You just can't get enough, can you? In the future, it's going to be so bad that you'll, you'll demand to be fucked twice a day and not just within a three-way. Why not let others see the beautiful, voluptuous body and watch you shake uncontrollably when you come? They'll go out their minds. Then I'll find more friends and we'll tie you up so you're helpless. I'll direct them to have their way any way they want. Who can make you scream the loudest? Maybe I'll just line them up and have them squirt in your mouth. Your pussy all over. Your ass all, all your holes. All at the same time. You'll be covered in cum and we'll make you eat it all. And taste everybody's cum. The next morning you'll be a little sore. But you're still going to want some more. Bro. This nigga Vince is crazy and kinky as... First of all. <clears throat> excuse me. We should have known Vince McMahon was a kinky ass nigga. From the Attitude Era. Or a, was, it, was it Ruthless Aggression Era? The nigga had grown-ass men on national television kissing his bare ass and was getting off on that shit. Like, bro, he had, like, I don't know, I want to say, like, 17 men kiss his fucking bare ass. William Regal probably got at some of the worst. I remember, like, I feel like somebody, like, pushed his face more into his ass. Yeah, but I don't. Vince has been a kinky nigga since the 90s, dog. Like, I looked up some other shit. He he was covering sex sex uh sexual assault allegations with Pat Patterson in like 92. This nigga has he has been doing this shit forever. He has been a kinky nasty nigga for longer than my life. I'm born in 94. Like, that's crazy. Here's some more of the messages. It says, after the threesomes began, Vince, Mc Vince McMahon became more sadistic in his fantasies focused on control such as choking, sensory deprivation, pain, humiliation, and group scenarios in which Mitch Grant was physically overwhelmed and subservient. Okay, here's another message he sent her. You need your panties ripped off and three big black dicks. In all three holes at the same time. McMahon, you a fucking cuck, bro? What the fuck? McMahon, ugh. Way up your pussy and way up your ass. As far as they will go, but then even further. Bro, you are sick. Vince is fucking sick, bro. And the thickest cock goes down your throat so it can make you gag and convulse as those big black dicks pound away oh no i'm sorry big black cocks you know white people say cocks but big black cocks pound away and it feels like 
from the start, you're being assaulted, but it made you come nonstop. Just one continuous constant orgasm, and just before you pass out, those big black cocks squirt their loads of cum inside you as you lay on your stomach. The cum is coming out of all your holes. I'll turn you over and jack off all over you. Bro. I guess I should have I said trigger warning at the beginning of this, but obviously trigger warning for anybody. These these texts that he was sending this girl are very explicit, bro. <coughs> Excuse me. But nine times out of ten, we're all adults listening to this, so you should be okay, but it is uh, I should have put a trigger warning at the beginning because bro, Vince is tripping. He won three he wanted three big dick black niggas to fuck the shit out of this girl, and then he gonna come in after they done and he just gonna jack off on top of her. Bro, Vince McMahon is dirt. He's a kinky ass nigga. He's sick as hell. This is sickening. Like, this is all sick as shit, bro. I'm sorry. Here's some more. All right. So, around this time, McMahon openly sh uh, shared explicit photographs and salacious stories about Miss Grant with the WWE crew at TV tapings. Uh, a group McMahon also referred to her as her fan club. Indeed, McMahon exuberantly messaged her a truthful story of having just shared explicit content with of her with a group of 12 men on the WWE tech crew and then recounted the obscene details he shared with them. All right, so he this is the message he sent her. I just passed my phone around to a bunch of guys in the tech crew. They were screaming, OMG, she's fucking beautiful. All these niggas are some sick, nasty, cucky-ass niggas, bro. Oh, man. Look at that ass. I'd, love to get, <laughs> I'd like to get on that. I paused to count out loud how many guys there were, and there were 12. Then I said, all right, okay, there's 12 of you, and she would love to fuck each and every one of you. Oh, my God. At one time, all the guys cheered. But she will only do it if she takes three at a time. What in the fuck, bro? He was pimping his... Bro, this is like corporate pimping, too. This nigga Vince was crazy. Oh, my goodness. But Oh, yeah. But she'll only do, three, uh, do it if she can take three at a time. This brought a huge reaction. She wants one deep in her ass, one way down deep in her throat, and one in her pussy. You can pound her and keep on pounding till you pop your load. She may scream and may try to say no, although it would be difficult to say anything with a dick down her throat. They all laughed. Then I said, listen, <clears throat> no matter what, just pound away until you squirt. Baby, these guys were having a blast with me. Some of them didn't believe me so i said you were the greatest fuck in the world and no matter how much you get you always wanted more and then i said she loves cum baby these texts as we call them were <clears throat> excuse me were having the time of their lives listening to my truthful story i then said you would take a 10 minute break between each fuck but you've but then you would get back on your hands and knees 
with your ass in the air and say, okay, I'm ready. Who's next? LOL. <laughs> Vic is, yo, Vince is fucking sick, bro. Vince is sick as shit. The LOL after all of that is crazy. I drove them wild, baby. Uh, <clears throat> or should I say you drove them wild? Just imagine this really happened, baby. How much coming, how much come you would have coming out of all your holes? Bro. Vince McMahon, bro, you are twisted. You a twisted, kinky-ass boy, bro. You really is. You really are. Oh, my God, bro. Ugh. All right, so here's the last messages I'm going to read from them, too. Um, so here's one thing. And oh, this happened recently. If I didn't say that it happened in like 2021, 2020, 2021, right? So on May 24th, 2021, McMahon messaged Miss Grant to remind her that a mistake could destroy her career and that she could pursue verbal communication rather than written where possible. Right. Okay. So this is the message. Vince says those compliments will keep on coming, baby. Just wait and see. I totally understand and agree uh, being scared of communication and photos. Johnny gets drunk and sloppy and could easily make a mistake that could cost him his job and yours too. Verbal communication is the way to go. That said, have you and Johnny talked about breakfast tomorrow? I don't know who the fuck Johnny is, but yeah, that's what he said in the messages. And then she says, we haven't discussed it at all. It's up in the air. Johnny complained about getting a new phone and it just arrived. I haven't... I haven't set up time to coordinate setting it up, setting it up with it with IT because I need him to assure me that he's erased everything he's ever received. Truly, I regret that he ever got picks. It's not worth the stressing I'm feeling. I'm done with it. Okay. All right. So She was consensual, like, bro, in my opinion, the girl was consensual a little bit. Like, she she was with the shits as long as she was going to get paid. And rightfully so, like, okay, listen, she was doing some wild, freaky, kinky shit. But the goal was that she was going to get $3 million. That's not enough morally for me, really, to see why you would do that. But if it's more, if it's enough for you morally... Okay, but the fact that Vince only gave her a million dollars is why she coming, she's coming fucking forward with everything. Bro, you brought this on yourself, Vince. You brought this on your fucking self, bro. That's all I'm going to say. You was a kinky-ass, cuck-ass bull, and you brought this shit on yourself. Weird. Um, nextly, in, uh, in some celebrity news, Bro, up, oh, excuse me. Fucking. So, firstly, what well, first thing that happened? Meg the Stallion dropped drop the song Hiss on Friday, right? Now, in the song Hiss, she comes at Nicki Minaj, she comes at Partisan Fontaine, she comes at Drake, she comes at Tory Lanez. Um,. I think that's it. There could be some other people that caught some strays, but I think those four are it. 
Nikki, Tory Lanez, Drake, Partisan. Oh, and I think uh, part whatever Partisan's latest ex, Jade or something, she might have caught a stray too, right? Okay, so Nikki does that on Friday, and it provoked a fucking. 72-hour coked-out rant by Nicki Minaj and a lackluster diss from Nicki Minaj, bro. Like, <laughs> the line, the line in the in the song from from Megan Thee Stallion that I guess that provoked the whole thing, right? Megan Thee Stallion, let's, let me get, I'm going to read it verbatim. Oh my goodness, bro. Uh, What'd she say? What'd she say? Where is it at? She was talking about somebody who made R. Kelly go viral. I don't, I don't know who that was about. Oh, but here she go. This is the line that provoked and started everything. She said, "These hoes don't be mad at Megan. These hoes be mad at uh, these hoes mad at Megan law, Megan's law." Now, if you don't know what Megan's law is, um, you know, if you're driving, you usually see that shit popping up on the highway. Megan's law stuff popping up, right? So Megan's law is. The name, what the fuck is happening? Okay, here we go. Megan's Law is the name for a federal law in the United States requiring law enforcement authorities to make information available to the public regarding sex of, uh, registered sex offenders. Laws were created in response to the murder of Megan Conka. Right? Now, you heard that. Registered sex offenders. We all know Nicki Minaj's husband is a registered sex offender. So that provoked a 72-hour rant of Nicki Minaj fucking tweeting half, uh, like 60% of her fucking bars that was in the disc and going crazy on live and on Twitter for 72 hours, bro. Literally, it started Friday, Friday, like right after the song dropped, basically, and then it didn't stop until... Like Sunday, Monday, midnight, or some shit. Like she was going off, bro. I don't know if y'all haven't seen the videos, but Nikki is losing it, bro. She is fucking losing it. Um, in my opinion, like Nikki Minaj is Azalea Banks with good music, or Nikki Minaj is Azalea Banks with better music. We need to collectively just ignore her until the music drops, bro. Some people should not be famous. Don't get me wrong. Nicki Minaj is talented as fuck. She makes amazing music when she wants to. But please tell me why are you bringing up another artist's deceased mother? Yes, don't get me, like, I understand. There's all fair in hip-hop and rap beef and all of that shit, but... You are on live making a complete fucking fool of yourself. You are over 40. You're 41 years old. And you are a mom acting like a high school mean girl. Like, what are you doing? We all knew the Megan's Law, Law Bar was about your pedophile husband. Registered sex offender. And your brother, he got some shit going on too. But you decide 
to respond to her by telling her to hop up on her good foot. If that, if that's not childish, I don't know what the fuck is, bro. Like Nikki, I hate to see you going out bad like this. You are a fucking legend, bro. Like I loved you in high school. I thought you was the baddest bitch in the world in high school. Even with when everybody was saying like, "Oh, obviously we knew you got your ass done or whatever," but they're saying you can't dance, you can't shake your ass. Oh, da 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 da. Her butt's fake. I'm, like all with all the stuff, I thought you was the baddest, bro. In high school, you was really, you was really that girl, in my opinion. Five star chick, all that shit, like, bro. Why are you doing this? You are so much better than this, Nicki Minaj. You're so much like you're Nicki Minaj, bro. You're Nicki Minaj. <laughs> like, what is? I don't, I don't get it, bro. I don't get it. You are way too great. And way too iconic to be doing this lit like this stupid shit, bro. And I'm sorry, like you can wrap your ass off, but that this was just trash. That this was not good, bro. You, uh, we've, you've been Nicki Minaj has been on tracks with Jay Z and Kanye and out rap both of them motherfuckers. And then you do that shit, bro. Don't get me wrong. There were a couple couple chuckle lines in there. But it's like, bro, you're Nicki Minaj. You were supposed to rip Megan's head off. Like, I was I was here for the beef between y'all because, like, okay, fuck it. Rap beef is, is entertaining. And I'm like, this should be good for women rap. Two, two good rapper women, like, they both can rap. Nicki, Nicki's pen is like that. Meg's pen is pretty good. Like, Meg can rap well as well. So, I'm like, all right, this should be good. But, bro, you came out the gate on some completely, like, jokey joke shit. I hate it. You let me down, bro. Like, and then in one of the bars, he was like, uh, Megan's Law, Megan's Law, for a free beat, you can hit Megan Raw. How are you slut-shaming with a name like Nicki Minaj? You know Minaj means threesome, right? <laughs> like, how are you slut-shaming seriously with a name like Nicki Minaj? And then you said something about uh, in the end or, 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 the, or the end of the rapping because you went on like a minute and a half rant at the end of the song just talking. And I'm going to be honest, I cut that off because I'm like, yo, I, I didn't want to hear you in that light anymore. I'm like, I don't want to listen to Nicki Minaj sounding like this anymore. So I turned that off. But one of the last bars you said was, is it, is it my, or something like, is it my fault that I got good vagina? Why the fuck was you humping on a minor? Nikki, do you not remember that we have you, we, there is video footage of you twerking on a 13 year old? Do you not remember the song that you did with Lil Twist? Talking about he ain't old enough, but he gonna get it still, or whatever the fuck you were saying in the song. Do you remember all of that shit or no? Your brother, he got some pedophilic convic convictions. Your husband, like, what are we talking about? 
We was rooting for you this time around, Nikki. Like, this is the craziest part. Most of the world was on your side. Like, and that usually never happens because Meg, and especially in the black community, Meg has kind of been like public enemy number one for a lot of people. Not me. I don't think she's, she, like, listen, I, I don't have no problem with Meg, but a lot of people do have a problem with Meg the Stallion because in their, in their mind, she's the reason Tory Lanez went to jail and is in jail currently, right? Tory Lanez shot her, blah, 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 blah. Right, but small tangent, I need y'all to realize Tory Lanez, nine times out of 10, was going to jail regardless of what the fuck Meg, Meg the Stallion said. Period, point blank. You want to know why? Because Tory Lanez was a fucking immigrant in America on probation in possession of a firearm. The nigga was going to jail regardless, bro. Learn the law. Learn the fucking law. He was going to jail regardless. They just using Meg as a fucking scapegoat. But yeah, that's why most of the fucking, like most of the culture and shit was on your side. We was like, all right, Nikki about to come in and she about to fuck Meg up. No, you didn't. You came in and you do, you gave us some bullshit, bro. You gave us dog water. I, that shit pisses me off because it's like, Nikki. I don't know about other people, but I, me personally, that's why I was saying, like, I thought the shit with Kai that was a little cringy and weird because it's like, Nikki, I look at you as like, you're in the same realm of Beyonce, bro. Like you up there, you are past all of this little petty shit to me. You are up there with like the greatest of all times. From our generation. You're up there with the Beyonce's. You're up there with the fucking Jay-Z's. You're up there with the fucking Lil Wayne's. Like you're one of them. Why are you acting like like you are, bro? You are you are so solidified in rap and hip hop and so legendary in hip hop. Why are you acting like you one of these new rap girls that just came out and you got something to prove? You are way too amazing and too iconic to be doing this dumb shit. And honestly, if y'all wanted to beef, beef, fine. That's that's great because that's a part of the rap culture. That's part of hip-hop culture. But Nikki, rap how we know you can fucking rap, bro. You, bro, Nicki Minaj can really fucking rap. That's why I was so disappointed in that diss. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's like we really, we, you really had everybody on your fucking side, Nikki. We was all rooting for you to fucking, like, yeah, all right, fuck her up. Let's make this a good fight. No, you didn't. I will say though, one of the, one of the first lines you said that she, like, that Meg fucked her, her mom's boyfriend after she died. If that's true, Megan the Stallion, you are a devious fucking devil. What the fuck is wrong with you? I hope that's not true, bro. <laughs> I, I hope that's not true. Because if that's true, that is the craziest shit in the world. You are devious. You are, yeah, you, you doing all this snake shit. You are a serpent. If you did that, bro, you are 1,000% a serpent. But I just need Nicki Minaj to fucking, 
I need Nikki. You just gave us a great album with what was it, Pink Friday 2? Bro, like that's what you need to do. Give us a great album and then disappear for three years. We don't even really need to hear from you. Go be a mom, go raise your son, and go have a great time enjoying the fruit fruits of your labor. And then when you want to come back, give us another great album. And then go away again for another three, five years. That's what you that's that's where you're at. That's where your level of iconic uh of legend uh legend status is. That's what you should be doing, bro. You should pop out like every three years, give us some fire music like you do, and go the fuck away. Like, I'm really sad that like we're literally watching the downfall of Nicki Minaj in 4K. This is crazy. I hate that I had to say that just now. Shit is wild. Also in celebrity news, um, Krishan got blue faces tatted big as fuck on her face. Like, that shit take off her whole cheek. I don't know how real it is, because the tattoo definitely looked dark as shit. It kind of looked like one of them joints that you, like, peel on or whatever, but I don't know. But it definitely got the, uh, the delusional community in a frenzy. Um... I'm glad y'all are starting to get a little wiser, though, because apparently she lost, like, 400,000 followers by posting that, um, posting that tattoo on her face. Uh, yeah. Krishan is crazy. I told y'all, I don't really like talking about it. I don't even, I don't even keep up with Krishan and Blueface, but social media kind of makes me, and, yeah, that shit was wild. That shit looked crazy as fuck. She got this nigga face on her, like, Seven times. <laughs> like, his face and his name, like, 11 times or some shit. She be bugging. She's tripping. That girl needs help. Like, seriously. Oh, man. But, um, nextly, 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 I want to talk about the difference between a pothead and a stoner, right? Now, in my last video, well, no, in episode 20, I talked about how I'm a stoner and all my other stuff. But listen, the difference between a pothead and a stoner is pretty simple, honestly. A pothead, like, all right, let me let, let me back up, right? So the reason why I like to call myself a stoner over a pothead is because pothead has such a negative connotation. And you're like, oh, what are you talking about? Think of every druggy or drug term that you know with the word head uh, attached to it. Crackhead, base head, meth head. Those are all fucked up ass people. So when you put pothead in with them, it's like, bro, you, you just group me with the fucked up ass people, bro. That's not me. I am a stoner. I like to enjoy my weed. In my opinion, a pothead will spend his very last fucking dime to get some weed just so he can smoke for that and be high for that hour or two, right? A stoner like myself, I am going to make sure that my bills is paid. Everything is going to be paid for before I buy my weed because weed is for me to enjoy myself, but it's not. No, I won't say it's not a necessity because I do budget it in as a bill, but if I don't have enough for my bills to be paid and weed to be uh, bought and smoked, I just won't smoke that day or I won't smoke that week. You know, that's the difference. Stoners, we're here to enjoy the weed. Like, 
Weed enhances our lives. Potheads, it's like weed has a hankering or a hold on their lives. And it's like they need that shit. I don't need weed. I strongly want it. <laughs> but yeah, that is the difference between a pothead and a stoner. A stoner is going to... A stoner will never spend his last amount of money on weed, bro. They will do what they need to do and go without. A pothead is 1,000% spending his last amount of money on weed just so he can get high and be high for like an hour or two. Because you don't even really be high for that long. It's off of weed. So, yeah, that's the difference. If you're out here calling yourself a pothead and you're what I described the stoner as, take pothead out of your vocabulary. Pothead is a negative connotation, and I'm not a pothead. Pothead is way too close to crackhead, meth head, base head. We don't do none of that shit around here. We smoke weed and we get stoned. We enjoy life with our marijuana. That was quick and easy. I had to tell y'all that, though. But uh, nextly, I want to tell y'all some more Uber stories. Um, you know, this might become like a weekly thing because I, I drive for Uber every day. So I get stories all the time. But this one is pretty good to me. I thought it was so good, bro. I was in Jersey. I was out ride, driving in Jersey, whatever. And I, I got to drive. These two old white ladies, and they was like newly found stoners, bro. I was so, I was just so like happy <laughs> just to hear these old ass ladies in the back, in my back, talking, uh, in my back seat, just talking about weed, bro. Talking about weed and fucking and taking dabs and and Dax pens and weed pens and all this, all that shit, bro. It was they was talking about edibles and everything. I was just like, this just really warms my heart as a young stoner. I I love to hear you old bitches talking about weed, bro. <laughs> and not to call them bitches or whatever. I don't know. That's just kind of how I talk. But yeah, they was definitely they was talking so excitedly about their new weed products. And yeah, that was just dope to hear them talking about that, man. I like that. But also, these two old ladies, they was fucking shady, bro. They was shady. They started talking. About one of their grandchildren. The kid's name was Almira. I remember this. Now listen to me. Almira, if you ever hear this, bro, you might gotta box your grandma. You might gotta box your grandma. Bro, Almira, she called you beefy. She said you was beefy, Almira. <laughs> she was like, this little girl is beefy. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? And and then she went to describe it. Beefy, she means she's just like a stocky, big, kind of like husky girl. She said the little girl was beefy, bro. I had to contain my laughter so so hard up in my front seat. Because I'm like, why the fuck would you call this little girl beefy? And she was only like, I think she said she was like five, six years old. You calling a six-year-old beefy is crazy, bro. <laughs> That shit is just wild to me. Why the fuck was y'all calling that little girl beefy? She just big boned, all right? <laughs> you really called her beefy. Almira, I'm telling you, if you ever hear this shit, it's got to be up for your grandma. Because, yes, I'm snitching. She she called you beefy, bro. 
And she probably run up to you and probably love giving you hugs and all that stuff. And you probably love your grandma. Your grandma was probably a cool person. But she was talking behind your back, Almira. I promise you, I'm not lying. I got it on my dash cam. She called you beefy, bro. Oh, my goodness. But those are my uh, topics. So let's get to the top and the bottom of the week since it is Wednesday. And the top of the week for me. The top of the week is going to Meg the Stallion. Yes, Meg the Stallion. You said one line. One line in that hiss record. I think you actually might have said, like, you might have threw a couple more shots at her. Because I think you said something about, like, she got ass shots but can't shake her ass or something. You said something like that, too. But that one line, that Megan's Law line. Provoked literally a 72-hour coked-out rant and a funny but trash dish from Nicki Minaj. You won. And the song Hiss was good. I liked it. You 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 ripped that shit. I'm one that can, like, I appreciate good music and good rapping. Like, she she went off, bro. Meg, you are the top of the week. Period. And the bottom of the week, I'm not giving it. Nikki is not the bottom of the week because, yes, you are going down bad, bro. You're going out sad, and I hate seeing you this way, but it's whatever. Apparently, this shit has happened before with you, and this is just how you are when it comes to beefs. Bro, please just return to being Nicki Minaj, bro. Just be Nicki Minaj, the fucking iconic woman rapper. That's what I want you to be. Stop being so fucking messy. You are too great for that. But the bottom of the week has to go to fucking Vince McMahon. If you want to be kinky, bro, be kinky. That's fine. But pay what the fuck you agreed to. Bro, you're Vince McMahon. $3 million to you is like fucking $30 to me, nigga. Like, you definitely had the money. You had the money. You just ruined your life and your legacy for being a cheap bastard. You cheap fucking bastard. I remember the shit. Even Angela was like, obviously, this don't, this isn't with the bottom of the week or why you're the bottom of the week. But I remember Angela telling me she looked some shit up. And Linda McMahon, she was ready to divorce. She should have divorced his ass. But this nigga was trying to have an incestuous, ancestral, ancestrous, an incest storyline with him and Stephanie McMahon, bro. The nigga is tripping. He be tripping. He's fucking sick and uh, sadistic and twisted in the head. Ugh. You are the bottom of the week, Vince McMahon. You're the bottom. And now for fan questions, we got one this week. As I say every episode, if you see, well, one this episode, if you see me post or when you see me post, it'll usually be posted on Tuesdays and like Tuesday mornings or maybe sometime like Monday night so I can let it be up for the whole Tuesday day and because I shoot on Tuesdays and Thursdays because I shoot on Thursdays as well. Same thing. Might be Wednesday night. Thursday morning, but I shoot on Thursdays for the episodes to drop Wednesday and Friday. So whenever you see me post pod time, what's on your mind slash questions, 
Ask me anything in your mind that you can think of at that time right there. You can ask me. You can ask me. You can say anything. You can tell me congratulations on your son. You can tell me, damn, Jalo, yo, you really scream like a bitch in that fucking gender reveal video. Whatever you want to tell me. I am that spot is there for you to say something to me. So with my one uh, fan question for this episode, boy scatted, my boy says, who told black people that local elections wasn't just as important as presidential ones? That's a good question, bro, because they 1000% are. And okay, to answer your question before I go into my little story or my little side note, the easy answer is white people. That's that's the quick and that's the quickest answer to give you. White people told us that it wasn't important to vote during your local elections. But it is 1000% important to vote in your local elections because your local people affect your local people affect the fucking presidential voting way more than you do. Like you want to vote people in your local you want to vote for people in your local elections where their views and their morals and shit kind of align with yours. So when it's time to do the presidential the presidential election and shit, your local your local officials have your best interest and you know that they're probably voting the same way that you're voting. Those they 1000% are just as important as a presidential election. Honestly, in some ways, bro, they really might be more important because, yes, the president makes the rules for the state, right? But we all know each state, um, I mean, the president makes rules for the country and laws and shit for the country. And honestly, the president is really just a glorified spokesperson. But each single state, every single state, all 50, what is it, 52? I remember it being 50 in school, and then at one time he told us it's 50. I think it is 52. I don't know, because he had, like, Hawaii and Alaska, or, like, Alaska. I don't know. But out of all the states, <laughs> I need, I definitely need to get that right, because I'm about to be a fucking parent, yeah. But out of all the states, bro, we are all governed differently. We all have our own sets of rules. We all have things you can and cannot do in your state. And you know where those rules and laws come from? They come from your fucking uh, local officials. Your local officials that you voted for, that you vote for, those where those fucking rules come from. Not from the president. Not from, yeah. That shit is just on a grand general scale. Each state has its own individualized laws and everything. So, yes. Please, black people, understand all people, but mainly black people, because that's what the question was about. Vote in your local elections. Those matter a lot. They In my opinion, they might matter a little bit more than the presidential election. So, yeah, man, I'm going to shut up, though. Those are all my topics and my questions for today. Um, the song of the day is Mind My Business by me. He is Melody, of course. Um, make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe, retweet, repost, uh, tell a friend, all of that good shit about this podcast. So this podcast can grow. I want you to make it a great day or not. The choice is yours, little bitch. Mm -hmm.
I smoke my weed and mind my business. Yeah, I smoke my weed and mind my business. I smoke my weed and mind my business. Yeah, yeah, I smoke my weed and mind my business. I smoke my weed and mind my business. Young nigga doing cush-ups like it's fitness. Big spliffs, no, I do not pass them unless it's to my girl, cause she a part of me. I fell for her cause off her link, she bought her own tree. And you might think that's weird, but that's rare around here. Cause bitches always scheming for the smoke up. I keep an ounce around for comfort. Smoke a couple, then I slumber. Then I wake up, put some strudels in the toaster. I like gas, I like cash. I love squeezing on some mask. Got 140 on the dash in the Chevy whipping fast. Smoking gas, counting cash with my girl squeezing ass. Got 140 on the dash and then pile I smoke my weed and mind my business. Yeah, I smoke my weed and mind my business. I smoke my weed and mind my business Yeah, yeah I smoke my weed and mind my business Mind my business, smoke my weed Come through dripping, counting greens I do not fuck with the lean Mary Jane is all I need I treat my girlfriend like a queen She the realest on my team I'm just staying out the way Out here low-key making plays I like gas, I like cash I love squeezing on some mask Got 140 on the dash In the Chevy whipping fast Smoking gas, counting cash With my girl squeezing ass Got 140 on the dash And then pile I smoke my fast. weed and mind my business yeah, I smoke my weed and mind my business. I smoke my weed and mind my business.